When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. And if you are a Carter-holic, go nowhere. Because I've asked Dominic Carter to stick around a few minutes. We'll chat about football and a bunch of other things. But first, there's a story that has gotten a great deal of attention. City Council member Youssef Salam, who was part of the group originally called the Central Park Five. Now they call them the Exonerated Five. He was elected to the City Council just last year. And he's now the chairman of the Public Safety Committee, which, among other things, oversees the NYPD. He was stopped by police on Friday while driving in Harlem after a brief verbal exchange with an officer. He said he was never told why he was pulled over. Now, this incident and the NYPD's response comes amidst a fight between the council and the mayor's office over transparency around police stops. Salam said as a result of this, he didn't feel the need to go on a ride along with members of the NYPD as other council members did on Saturday at Mayor Adams' request. Let's give a listen to a little bit of the interaction between council member Salam and this police officer. This is from the body camera footage the police officer wore. Roll that back one for me too. Can you roll your back window please? I'm Officer Protector from the 2-6 Precinct. I'm just Council member Salon. Oh, Council member? District 9. Oh, okay. Have a good one. You okay? Yeah. You're working, right? All right. Take care, sir. So, for starters, as you can see, police stops are already recorded, which is one of the stated rationales of one of the pieces of legislation that Mayor Adams just vetoed, and the city council appears poised to override. But what's a shame about this is you're taking an incident where someone cuts you a break, in this case, the police officer, does right by you, and then misrepresenting the truth to try to get them in trouble. So the reason that Councilmember Salam was stopped was because the tint on his car windows was above the amount allowed under the law. That's not right. He shouldn't be allowed to have an illegal tint, which, by the way, they just strengthened the laws against illegal tint about seven or eight years ago. But the cops still gave him a break. He says to him, you're working, right? And I guess he assumed he's on council business of some sort and didn't give him a ticket. Additionally, there was another report, and you can't tell by the body camera video because the license plate is obscured, but there was another report that the car had Georgia license plates. Why is a New York City council member driving a car not only with an illegal tint, but with out-of-state plates? I think the explanation that this cop may have to give is not why Salam didn't get an explanation for being stopped, it's why he didn't get a ticket. This guy should have gotten a ticket. Council member or no council member. Beam me up. To be continued. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Could the state of New Jersey be on the verge of getting a little less dominated by one political party? I think the answer to that as of this weekend is maybe. Fellow that's been a guest on this show, State Senator John Bramnick, a, an attorney, the former minority leader in the New Jersey State Assembly, and the author of the book, Why People Don't Like You, has announced that he's running for governor. And here's his rationale behind his candidacy. In order to have balance, we need two political parties making decisions and trends. Today, we have one. The Democratic Party is in charge of the House, the Senate, and the Governor's office. In order to bring back balance and trend, we need to elect a Republican governor. That's me. I have to tell you, I am very impressed with John Bramnick. Now, on policy, there are many areas that we disagree on. Really, actually, maybe just one. Really, his embrace of Chris Christie when Christie was the governor is probably the one area that we part company on. I think as a legislator, he has been incredible. And that's difficult to do in New Jersey because, as he pointed out, the Democrats are in control of everything. So how do you actually find a way to be effective in the minority? Well, as both minority leader and as a state senator... He took on the mantle of constituent services and actually getting services for people and getting them help from state agencies and from local agencies, even if that meant partnering with Democrats or other people. And he actually was one of the most productive productive members of the state assembly and the state senate in terms of constituent services. I'm pretty excited about John Bramnick's candidacy, I have to tell you. For starters, he might be one of the funniest men I've ever met. He frequently has won the funniest lawyer in New Jersey competition. I've seen him perform stand-up many times, and, you know, he's been on the radio with me. He's hysterical. And I think this is the exact kind of thing we need on the campaign trail right now. A little more humor, a little less divisiveness. And look, I'm not a Republican, but I'd love to see a little bit more balance in state government in New Jersey so that it's not just dominated by one political party. And the bottom line is that Bramnick is a moderate Republican. And if the Republicans have any hope of electing a governor again, they're going to have to pick a moderate Republican. So he may not be where I am in terms of being anti-establishment, this and that, but I've followed Bramnick's career for many years and he's intelligent he's honest he cares and that's three for three in my book you add to that the equation that he's one of the funniest people of all time and i will be doing whatever i can to campaign for john bramnick next year beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight Some very sad news. A dedicated New York City public servant from a dedicated family of New York City public servants has passed away. Former Queens City Councilman 
Paul Valone, who up until recently was serving as New York City's Veterans Services Deputy Commissioner, passed away over the weekend at the age of 56, apparently due to a massive heart attack. They rushed him to the hospital and he could not be revived. Now, this is sad for a bunch of reasons. For starters, this was a married father of three who is the nicest guy in the world. I know Paul. I knew Paul. Known him for about 15 years. I go back with his brother, Pete Jr., for over 20 years. And we're very good friends. He's one of my closer friends. And I expressed my condolences to Pete. I can't imagine what they're going through. And obviously, Paul's father was someone that I had been a big supporter of in various runs for office and had the privilege of campaigning with him back in 2001. But Paul served on the city council from 2014 through 2021. I first got to know him in 2009 when he ran for city council the first time and lost. I supported him in that race. And then when he finally made it to the city council, I was working for the city council at that time. And the council member that I worked for was working very hard on a lot of Italian-related issues, and so was Paul Vallone. And so they were on that committee together, so I got to work pretty closely with Paul and his staff on that. And this was a wonderful, wonderful man. Nicest guy in the world. Great attitude. Incredibly upbeat. And from a long line of public servants, his brother, Pete, who had been a city council member, who's now a court of claims judge and an acting Supreme Court judge, but his father, who was the very first speaker of the city council New York ever had, but his grandfather, Charles, was a Queens judge as well. So this is such a horrible tragedy. I look at the photos of his beautiful wife and his three gorgeous children, and I think what a shame that these folks are going to spend the rest of their lives without their father. And it's a reminder to me of how precious life is. I mean, here was someone who was in good shape, as far as I could tell, and didn't exactly fit the mold of someone you would think would pass away from a heart attack. That's what happens in life. That's what happens with my wife's father. Passed away of a heart attack many years ago, but long before I knew my wife, and looked very physically fit. Did not at all look out of shape or like a candidate for a heart attack and it just goes to show you it can happen at any time every day is precious make sure you enjoy them god bless you paul valone rest in peace the other side of midnight local spotlight former new york governor andrew cuomo sexually harassed not one Not two, not three, but 13 women who worked for the state of New York over the course of an eight-year period. That's the word from the Federal Department of Justice and their announcement on Friday as part of a civil rights settlement with his successor. The agreement concluded the governor's office under Cuomo violated federal Title VII rules against discrimination and retaliation between 2013 and 2021. According to the DOJ, Cuomo and his staff engaged in a pattern or practice of discrimination against female employees based on sex, and they found they retaliated against the women. The Justice Department found Cuomo repeatedly subjected women in his office to non-consensual sexual contact, ogling, and gender-based nicknames. Top Cuomo staff were aware of the conduct and retaliated against four of the women he 
harassed. The federal officials also announced they reached a settlement with Cuomo's successor, Governor Kathy Hochul, to expand her office's human resource department, create new policies and procedures for reporting, and developed robust training for anti-retaliation programs. I think if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I'm no fan of Governor Cuomo. The guy was a terrible governor. He would be an absolutely horrendous mayor. And, and I have very little good things to say about his job performance. That being said, this is absurd. Ogling, ogling, gender-based nicknames. I mean, come on. Are some of these things stuff that should not go on in the 21st century? Absolutely. Absolutely they are. And we're going to get into this a little bit with respect to the Vince McMahon uh, WWE lawsuit in just a minute. This is a railroad job because there was nothing adversarial about this. The DOJ came to this investigation, meaning the sexual harassment investigation, with an agenda. And the governor's office, which is led by Governor Hochul, had the same agenda. They both wanted to get to the same point. And essentially, all they've done as a matter of settling this is to create more bureaucracy in state government, namely in the governor's office, to have more HR people and to have people sit through more training courses that nobody pays much attention to anyway. I'm no fan of the governor, but this is absurd. This is absolutely absurd. The one aspect of this that I do buy, that I do think is potentially damaging, is the issue of retaliation. Because Governor Cuomo surrounded himself with a bunch of hatchet men and women, in the case of Melissa DeRosa, that would explore retaliation against all their political enemies. But I think this, to me, looks like an attempt by both the federal government and the state government to embarrass Andrew Cuomo as he's looking to make some sort of a political comeback here. I think there's very little substance to this, to be candid. Beam me up! To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 